Hello everyone, welcome to Indie's Augmented Reality Podcast. In our previous episode, Alex, Chava and Norby discussed the need for new technologies at zoos and aquariums and talked about the most relevant AR platforms and solutions. Today, they discuss whether zoos are ready for the technology and talk through some relevant AR use cases. Let's get started. Do you guys feel like zoos and aquariums are ready for AR? An ominous silence. I think about Aquarius. three years ago we had a conversation when we, where we definitely thought they weren't. Has that changed in the past three years? Well, I mean, like we've been at. Um, I remember going to uh, AZA. The the when was that? It was like two thousand fifteen. Two thousand fifteen. Okay, it wasn't. Feels 15? like yeah, to AZA two thousand fifteen. It was like it, it felt like us as a company. Like what we did is that we'd like literally landed from Mars, and people were just looking at like, why are you here? <laughs> you're, you're weird. <laughs> <laughs> you're weird. You're, you're and you're, you're like and, and not necessarily in a good way. Um, and that was two thousand fifteen. I mean, that wasn't really that long ago. If 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 you look at the the well, it's been three years. Yeah, but I mean, you know, you've got zoos who have been there for like 60, 80 years. You know, they're, 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 you are like a, a blip. I wonder um, if it would be any different this year going to AZA. I think they're getting there. I mean, uh, look at all the, the um, project that, projects that we did for uh, in the last couple of last three years with zoos and uh, aquariums. So I, I think it's... Uh, or maybe they're just the exception. I don't know, but they they might set a precedent too. Yeah, I mean, there's a good, there's an argument that um, someone that I know who works in the industry has always said that there's you know there's a tipping point with anything like this, and the question is 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 by going to something like the Association of Zoos and Aquariums conference. I'm conscious that no one knows what AZA is necessarily. Going there in 2015, it doesn't mean that you're wrong or they're wrong, mm. but it does mean that you are probably very, very early. Exactly. Um, like <laughs> three, four years too early. Um, but it's very hard to know. I think it's the same with, you know, we go through this as a company all the time. Um you know, do you wait a year? Do you wait another year? Do you go there now? Do you not go? Or do you build, do, do you build up and do you help build up? Like, you know, can you afford to evangelize how technology will impact? Because we don't, you know, we don't own AR, but we represent lots of different ways of using it. So, you know, I'm pretty sure that the technology itself will be in there and it will mm. get more and more usage and there'll be more and more use cases. Yeah. Um, it's it's also like a little of a like philosophical question. Like, are they ready for AR? Are they visitors ready? So that's the thing. Mm. Probably I don't know if they are ready, but little by little they are start to be you know like aware of this technology. Not necessarily that actively using it. Not definitely not expecting it in a way that they expect to arrive there and have Wi-Fi, for instance, or you know like these kind of services that can add something to their to their visit. Um, 
probably there are, those industries are not in the front, you know, like on the, the the front line of the spectrum regarding AR adoption. But uh, but I think that those that have been you know like brave enough, if I can say this, to to try and test it, at least there's some testament out there that yep. you know like that uh, that you can offer as a space a different way to you know like to entertain and educate your visitors. I don't, yeah. I, I think the the customer, the sort of visitor point is valid. I'm not sure that, I'm not sure that, that some of them are ready. They're always, you know, they're always, like in the US, I mean, there's a lot, uh, probably more than anywhere else. Um, in terms of, you know, I've been to, you go to kind of ve what are seemingly very commercially oriented aquariums and, and you're, I'm always surprised by how, kind of physical their exhibits are mm. and how kind of flat the exhibit space is and then you and then you you tend to then see the extreme like you hear about uh, you know an aquarium in Dubai that's like completely virtual so they just build a kind of huge LED wall and then it's and it's there 7D hologram <laughs> yeah exactly um, that's interesting and that's yeah and then that's like the total extreme but it's not very it's not very sexy to talk about the bit in the middle And the bit in the middle is like finding a solution that helps people have a great experience on the ground. You tend to not hear a lot about that. You hear a lot about the Dubai thing and yeah. then you hear a lot about how people don't really do anything interesting. Yeah, in that respect, it's, it's really interesting. And I don't know if you have done it recently, but in, in the in the videos that we have or portfolio videos on YouTube, you know, like the internet going to the comments is you know, like going to an alternative reality. So going there to or to <laughs> and read or, or the, the comments there, it's so interesting and like refreshing, you know, in a way because it it has the bit of curiosity of the people about how this can be achieved and you know like a lot of comments saying that well that idea is pretty cool to don't you know like to, to, to don't mess with the animals and you know like have a representation of the animals so so in that respect our comment section or, of our videos it's, it's it's kind of a happy place yeah obviously there's some there's some trolls there but but it's it's just interesting like feeling the pulse of them of putting these these things in front of the of the eyes of the people and you know like let, help them to like to see the possibilities and probably that will also help to in the in the understanding of the possibilities i think yeah just look at the view numbers like 27 million and 72 million or whatever it was it it means that they are interested uh, but, they, in but there's such a gap isn't there in between the people that You know, with it, like having having users define what kind of tools they want to travel around a particular space is a really interesting way of doing it. Mm. But it, I, I don't know what the results will yeah, be. That's true. Um, and then, and then I guess there's some disillusionment about like, okay, what um, you know? How, again, like how you know? How can we get the device on the, the app on the device, for example? Or you know, what do they ultimately want? Do they want to run it through Snapchat? Do they just want to get kind of some added layer of experience through Snapchat? Lots of people have that. Uh, but then I don't necessarily think the people in the meeting who are deciding what to do are necessarily tooled up to yeah. start thinking about whether they want to use Snapchat or not. Uh, that's, that's the gap. But that's the gap everywhere. I mean, that's the gap in agent, advertising agencies. They, you know, very rarely are they actually thinking, what does the, what does the customer want? Mm -hmm. I guess like uh, I, I was trying to align, you know, like different elements that, you know, like if like we are the professionals in this space and we can, you know, like 
make this offering from many angles. You know, like it is a it's a revenue generator uh, solution. It is part of your digital strategy. It is part of your awareness campaign. So, all in all, the 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 benefit, the potential benefit of these spaces in AR is there, and is or duty or job as, a, as, as as professionals, you know, like too easy the communication. They, they probably don't necessarily need to understand the, the, the ins and outs of, of the of the technology. Even the status of the technology is what we what we provide. This is what today you can have and this is the benefit that you could that you can achieve. This is the value that you can add to your visitors. I think that that's our that's our task and and you know I'm happy to do it. Then how do you like so to devil's advocate that how do you um one thing that's kind of been problematic for us has mm. been <clears throat> has been the concept of the RFP. Oh. And so <laughs> no, it, like well we're here, so we might as well kind of talk about it. But it's like a lot of places like that will tend to RFP. Yeah. And we've been notoriously skeptical about the RFP process because we don't know enough about how the thing's being run. Mm -hmm. Often you hear about these processes and it's difficult to know where, you know, the, the, it's difficult to really understand what the judgment criteria actually are yeah. half the time. Um, and so I think that's the catch-22 that we're constantly in as well because yeah, what you just right. mentioned is, is like you properly outlining exactly what is needed for them, even if that's not the answer that they want. Mm -hmm. But you have to do all of that mm -hmm. for them yeah. on your dime. You d you don't get to have a consultative process with them because it's an RFP. And if it's an RFP, then there might be three, there might be six, there might be 10 plus companies who are jumping through the same kind of hoops. That to me has always been the biggest problem. Mm -hmm. I've always wanted the company to be able to have... To, to go into a zoo, for example, and mm. have a conversation, much like we actually did with Toronto, mm. have a real conversation about what might work. And then if you come to the conclusion that something won't, so be it. But it's very hard in, in those places because well, you're totally right. Like That's exactly how it should work every time. And if everyone did that, everything would be better. Yeah, but but the thing is, like, if you are like you are facing this scenario, it's again like the, the decision that you take as a company, like, or even it's, it's the same in a more extreme way on digital agencies. Like, you pitch for free, go go crazy. You don't pitch for free, like you, you yeah. are you you are out and you will have something based on your on your on your luck on your hard work or whatever. So this kind of no discovery process is there really like they, it yeah. just kills. It, it's supposed to aid the discovery and understanding of how technology can be mm -hmm. used for them, whether it's a brand, whether it's a zoo, or whether it's an aquarium. Yeah. But the truth is, it actually kills a lot of that. Yeah. Because it because there's not any two-way communication. It's one-way communication. Hi, we want to do this thing. And then yeah, that thing is this big. If you don't address that particular RFP, then but you I, lose. But, but, but you I, I think that, that yeah, to... like the, in, in the way the, or, yeah, that we are, you know, like, like, the, like <laughs> <laughs> taking the dirty clothes off. Like uh, the... the, the <laughs> I don't but, think it's but, a valid point. I, I think the, the RFP process is, is, is happening in these kind of spaces a lot. Yeah. And, it, and it makes us very nervous about... But that's the thing, like, I guess, like, the approach that we are having to be, you know, like, fully honest on the things that we want to develop is, is the best way. It's the best way. Like, instead of yeah. trying to fit in something that potentially they will like, 
potentially they it will address the things that they are saying even if they don't have the you know like the the, the point of view that we have from their side i think that something that i can say that we are like I can be really proud of it is to don't bend the our beliefs or our vision yeah. or our service in or compromise it in order to fit in something that that we know that it sometimes oh. is good it has been good for us sometimes it has bad bad in the terms of you know, like not closing a deal not bad in terms of yeah. you know, like damaging or yeah. or process so all the all the genuine like all the work that I've kind of felt exhausted by but that has been related to let's say you know let's say location-based education and entertainment which is zoos and aquariums etc etc all the good work that we've done has been a collaboration all the good work has always been it might have been very frustrating process and it might have been something that we didn't even tend to start with but it's always been you thinking you know and then them arriving and saying ah yeah but you don't know anything about this particular area mm. which is that we need to do this or we've only got one door or we've only got you know and, but that thing can kill you know none of that is mentioned in the in, in the in the the kind of materials that are sent out yeah. and actually then the only way you've got it is really in the discovery process which is with to say okay we need to be able to trust you in the discovery process and you need to be able to trust us but the trust is then that there's going to be problematic on, on the levels of trust in terms of how much work you can put in if you know that there are an unlimited amount of companies who are having the same conversation. Mm -hmm. And that, that to me is, has, has been an issue. Besides the Toronto Zoo project, are there um, any specific projects, uh, good use cases that you would like to mention? <sighs> Lots. Um. A couple of examples. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe an example. This is audio. Um, Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, not necessarily, not directly in zoos and aquariums. I mean, obviously, a lot of the work we've done around conservation has actually been outside of it. So, WWF and Coke was a good one. Again, that was a very collaborative process. It was actually with Coke, Coke, WWF, and their agency in London. Um, there was a lot of genuine kind of conversation about. It was funny watching how. The, the the different sides reconcile what they wanted from it. So you've got Coca-Cola and WWF and they're not necessarily immediate bedfellows. Um, so that was good. That was kind of something that I thought was was a good halfway house in between talking about conservation, talking about something that needed to be talked about and also having some commercial spirit behind it and trying to raise money. I thought that was cool. Guys, any favorites? Yeah, mine is uh, the white rhinos, the last three. It's uh, it not not only it was for a good cause. I think it was a a, a good good start to what can be done on uh, Mobilia for uh, digital uh, preservation and resurrection. Unfortunately, on hindsight. Mm -hmm. um, So it was location-based. There was a takeaway that people can uh, uh, take home and play with and learn about uh, uh, the rhinos. And uh, from the technical point of view, it was also a, a good challenge for us to, to provide a, a really high-quality output. Where is it? So, that's, so that was originally installed in... In New York. So it's a, a statue built by two artists. Yep. Um, and installed in New York for, uh, I think, like a month or two? Maybe two or three. A couple of months. And then now it's, now it's being reinstalled or moved to... To a zoo. To a zoo, yeah. okay. 
Beijing was good because it was just so long ago and it was so terrifying and it was so new. I can't even remember what year that was, but I'm thinking like... 2012? 2012. Just a puppy. And um, yeah, so that was amazing. That was like one of the first pieces of work we did. It was one of the first pieces of work we ever did with an aquarium. It was one of the first pieces of work we ever did to generate revenue for a space. It was, was, uh, I think... One, I think we actually kind of even that was the first time we'd really put together kind of some element of Snapshare or image sharing to be able to, to yep. generate revenue and to generate kind of engagement after the event. So that was a that was a big one. There were other reasons why that was more difficult than it should have been, but that was that was great because that felt like you were you were starting to explore a, a completely new space, especially with somewhere like China, which was you know we didn't have a lot of experience with at all, so it was very very new. Um, Toronto was cool. I again it was like a really early one and Toronto worked kind of really hard <coughs> alongside National Geographic to try to integrate other content alongside it so they went towards trying to turn it into a kind of a slightly larger exhibit of which the AR was one part um that was great that was kind of, that kind of set a kind of benchmark I think about what people could do and how they could integrate it um Java I don't think you've had uh, well, the, from from my side, the um, the latest German zoo that we work with. Uh, uh, what was the name of it? Uh, it's the the zoo from Gelser Hirchen. Gelser Yeah, sorry, my my, my German is just really rusty. German is not your strong point. Gelser Kirchen. Yeah. So that's like, and, and I'm gonna tell you why it was it was important because uh, it was a, a fully renova- renovated area in the zoo, so our AR experience uh, had a dedicated area that was built from the ground. So all the integration of the of the content yeah. and you know, like working working together with them. Also, it was an interesting point, but because we were you know like um, evolving the technology that we were uh, using in order to to deliver. So it was challenging. It was uh, a lot of cooperation. But I think that it's a that it's a was it uh, was it live rendered? Live yeah. yeah, it was. So There's new content live rendered, and yeah. then the physical floor, so the floor and the backdrop and the walls, was completely yeah. designed yeah. around it. Did it have any kind of physical props in it as well, or not? No, 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 no. It didn't. It didn't. No, because but, uh, they didn't have like to, like too much space, but yeah, they yeah. integrated the the backdrop with that. So I think that it's a it's a good uh, a good examples of you know like something that that can be a collaboration from the beginning in order to deliver a proper experience for the visitors. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was completely buttoned up in the end, wasn't it? That was actually mm-hmm. all linked to each other. It wasn't taking one piece of technology and dumping it in a room. Yep. Um, yeah, that was good. Enjoyed that one. And the orangutan is lovely. Still, like I was watching the, the, the videos the other day and still, you're like, it's a really good, good piece of content. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to know more about Indie, please visit us at www.industry.com.